Yo, gag, the Gays Against Guns show. Prepare to gag, yeah. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Radio Gag, the weekly Gays Against Guns show. Radio Gag is your weekly update on how to end the horror that is American gun violence epidemic. I'm Kathy Marino Thomas. And I'm Brendan Wright. This week, we'll discuss Gag's trip to Washington, D.C., where we caused a bit of mayhem. We'll also discuss two bills that Massacre Mitch has had on his desk for almost an entire year. Please don't forget to support this unique volunteer-run radio show by becoming a WBAI buddy. Just sign up to give a small donation every month. Go to WBAI.org or call 516-620-3602 and become a BAI buddy in the name of Radio Gag. This week... As we do every week, we would like to honor those lost to gun violence with our In Memoriam section of the program. This week's In Memoriam is in honor of Vincent Capoy Jr., who was one of two individuals who were killed by a shooter at Pearl Harbor on December 6th. Vincent was 30 years old and grew up in Hawaii in a town on the west side of Oahu. He was a metals inspector apprentice. His wife, Tara, family, and friends will remember Vincent as someone who was very giving and generous, easygoing and fun-loving. He was soft-spoken, hard-working, and family-oriented. A college roommate also noted Vincent took great pride in his native Hawaiian and Filipino heritage. In addition to conducting our In Memoriam, we also like to highlight different types of victims of gun violence to keep the conversation going in the different realms in which gun violence can impact the lives of every individual in the United States. What is particularly of note in the case of Vincent's death and the shooting that took place in Pearl Harbor last week is that mass shootings and gun violence are actually very rare in Hawaii. In 2017, the state had the lowest gun death rates, according to Gifford's Law Center, to prevent gun violence, and the islands have strict firearm laws, including a ban on assault weapons and large-capacity ammunition magazines. Proving once again that a ban on assault weapons actually works. Right? It's crazy to see how that correlation actually happens. I'm telling you. (laughs) (laughs) There's so much in gun violence news this week. There really is. But on Friday... The the Escambia County Sheriff's Office received a report of an active shooter at the Naval Air Station in Pensacola, Florida, early in the morning. The, uh, The station says the shooting spanned two floors of the building. When deputies arrived on the scene, the Sheriff's Office said deputies shot and killed the suspect. Four people, including the shooter, have died in connection with this shooting incident. The sheriff says the suspect and two victims were pronounced dead at the base. A fourth was taken to Baptist Hospital for treatment and later passed away. Seven others were injured and were taken to that hospital for treatment. West Florida Hospital says they also treated one patient. Sheriff David Morgan said that the suspect used a handgun in the attack and two deputies were also shot. They were taken to Baptist Hospital and uh, and treated. One was released. Uh, Sheriff Morgan said the other deputy suffered non-threatening injuries. Walking through the crime scene was like being on the set of a movie, he said in a press conference. The shooter had been identified as Mohammed Saeed Al-Shamrami. 
Al-Shurami is a, is a Saudi aviation student. Investigators are working to determine if the shooting was terror-related. The Pentagon says he started his training in August of 2017 and was scheduled to fi- finish it this coming August of 2020. The Republican leaders are now scrutinizing the U.S. military bases training programs for foreign nationals. That's all they need is more ammunition against people coming into this country. The Pentagon also adds that the Department of Defense has over 5,000 foreign students from 153 countries in the U.S. for security cooperation training and that every student is vetted. The New York Times reports that a person who was briefed early in the investigation says six other Saudi nationals were detained for questioning near the scene of the shooting, including three who seem to be filming the incident. That is not confirmed. You know, I think a couple of things about that story stand out to me and are particularly interesting. Uh, one of the first ones, which I was just reflecting on as I was reading today's In Memoriam, uh, is just that we have, in the span of just a couple of days, two different shootings taking place in areas that are, you know, have a history or have that notion, and especially in the case of this shooting in Florida, of being attached to some kind of military presence. Uh, so I think that's really interesting. Um, and also, I think situations like this really highlight how vulnerable everyone truly is to potentially being impacted by gun violence, even in spaces that we probably come to associate with being a little bit safe or safer uh, in terms of at least regulation to a certain regard as well, like a military base, for example, like we're talking about in Florida. Absolutely. You know, there still isn't a way to absolutely be sure that you may not become a victim of some kind of shooting in the United States. It's so true, Brendan. Of course, it's now being looked at as a terrorist situation, and that adds a level of scary to me. Um, I mm-hmm, hope that's certainly. really not the case. But it's, you know, it's what I always say. If there's a gun present, there's always that risk of using a gun. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But let's get to some fun activities, yeah, shall we? we had a very, very busy week last Gag week. Gag went to D.C. last week. Yes, we did. Boy, did we create havoc. <laughs> <laughs> we did many actions. It was very exciting. 20 or so gaggers went down to Washington, D.C. Some traveled on Sunday and some on Monday. But events started early Monday morning Mm -hmm. when we joined other GVP groups in front of the Supreme Court. I saw that banner and I saw you holding it, Brendan. Yes, I was there. It was relatively early on a Monday morning and it was a cold, wet, rainy type (laughs) of day. So sometimes, I mean, you can relate to this as well, being an activist yourself. It can sometimes feel a little bit hard to like almost motivate yourself to go out. But once you get out there and you see a couple of haters, then, you know, you're all charged up. Oh, definitely. And the groups around us too, and the other individuals who are carving time out of their daily lives, many of whom probably have full-time jobs like you and myself, to just be present and show up and make their presence known for those who can't for other reasons and of course to connect it back to the issue that we're dealing with with gun violence victims who obviously can't be there themselves. Well and for us being from New York the court was hearing arguments in the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus the City of New York. Um, the, the Rifle Association was challenging New York City law that severely Mm -hmm. restricts transportation of firearms outside the home. 
But that wasn't enough for us gaggers, was it? No, it wasn't. That same evening, gag and projection artist Robin Bell projected the names of every person killed with a gun in 2019 by day and month on the wall of the museum. It's worth noting that the wall of the museum uh, that we used for the projection has the First Amendment etched on it. Mm -hmm. Our human beings joined the demonstration. Um, You and I were both human beings that night. It was very powerful and very emotional. Yeah, and I think something that's really amazing about that action in particular for a couple of reasons is because it just draws on the focus of different skill sets that lots of different individuals who choose to get involved and take a stand against gun violence can bring to the table. Absolutely. You know, we have ourselves as an activist group being gays against guns, but then also an artist like Robert, Robin Bell, who has an artistic skill set and wants to contribute that to really make an impact on the broader public. It just goes to show that every volunteer in a grassroots movement is needed and everyone has our everyone has a talent and a and a mm-hmm. uh, something to contribute. Yeah, certainly. And to that end as well before we move on to our next portion, just also if you are interested in checking out footage of what that display looked like, you can check out Gag's social media pages. We just uploaded a fantastic video today that highlights all of these different types of actions. So make sure that you're checking that out because as Kathy was speaking to Being there in person was really a wonderful, powerful experience, but it's just as impactful, I would say, watching it back. I was taking a couple of minutes to do that earlier this afternoon. It's very very powerful. Yeah, being able to experience it now that we're a couple days removed was really, really still powerful and significant. But even that wasn't enough for our gag contingent, was it? No, it it wasn't. So we continued our week (laughs) of activism, and on Tuesday, Gag visited the hateful Mitch McConnell, who we like to refer to as Massacre Mitch, (laughs) at his home on C Street in Washington, D.C., and his office in the Hart Building. Our human beings were once again present. You and myself were once again part of that contingent. That's right. Uh, and we gagged his house by reminding him that he has two, he has not one, but two different bills on his desk right now for almost a year they've been there, HR 8 and HR 1112, that would strengthen background check laws and are supported by 90% of Americans. And again, those bills have been there since February of this year. Jeez. It's just insane sometimes. That's really a stopgap, huh? Yeah, it really is. We then, from his house, went and moved on to his office. We arrived at and filled his office with our human beings. Our Provincetown comrade, Myra, gave a very moving speech that told the story of people that have been killed because these bills were not addressed. Unfortunately, as we really were expecting, of course, McConnell was too cowardly to face us himself, but his staff did listen to Myra and took a copy of her remarks for the senator. Then, as if we were not gagging enough, (laughs) we also then proceeded over to the rotunda and we were still in the Hart Building. So we proceeded to the rotunda of the Hart Building and we let some huge gag banners fly that said, pass gun legislation now and massacre Mitch. I hope he likes his new nickname. Right? I think it's going to catch on. He didn't invite us in for coffee or anything. No, it was very rude. Very rude. (laughs) (laughs) Some of our gaggers headed home that evening, and some of us stayed to attend the impeachment hearings the next morning. We just couldn't resist that. Yeah, and I think 
what that also speaks to is just, I think we were talking about this a little bit at one of our meetings um, in the past week. Now is definitely the time to be visiting Washington, D.C. for many, many reasons. You can go down there for a couple of days related to gun violence and gun violence prevention, as we were doing. And it just so happens to perfectly line up with, with an another issue and with an impeachment hearing. Amazing. And so it really provides... Anyone, really, of course, because if you have the time to go, then it's worthwhile. But and you it's get your right really... as an American citizen to sit in on any of those hearings ever or any other mm -hmm. legislative committee meeting you're allowed to sit in on. Yeah, exactly. So we definitely encourage everyone to really get involved and make sure that your stance is being known and heard as an American and as a citizen with those rights. Now, we but did get up very early in the morning. We did. After going to sleep very late that night, yes. as gaggers do, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but and we all wore we all got smart and we wore messages on our t-shirts because you're not allowed to take signs into the room. Mm -hmm. So we wore our signs instead. Some said arrest Trump, impeach them all, refuse, and of course we had to have at least one gaze against guns sign so that they knew who was actually in the room. Definitely, we had no idea we'd get as much attention as we did while we were standing online. Like. Three or four reporters came and interviewed us and took our pictures. Mm -hmm. I mean, we had no idea. I mean, we do love media, I must say. But uh, it was a great surprise. We even made the Washington Post. Our pictures appeared in the Washington Post. It was fabulous. Yeah, the collection that went, I mean, you were everywhere. Like looking we at all the social media, not only the day of, but in the coming days too, as yeah. you all were able to find the different outlets. I think one of our members was featured in the New York Times style section or yep. something like that too. Yep. So it's just very funny to see the different avenues and routes in which uh, our contingent was represented. And it made me so happy places. because impeach them all was a style. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it's it amazing. Like it really made me feel good. It made me see that maybe most Americans think that that's right. It's very on trend in this moment. <laughs> <laughs> and and the, the hearing was very interesting. We okay. happened to go to the one that had four uh, professors giving us a history lesson on the Constitution, mm -hmm. on impeachable offenses, and what were high crimes and misdemeanors. Mm -hmm. And it is very clear to me that this president is guilty of high crimes and, and, and all of that is impeachable. Oh, without a doubt. Of course, the fourth professor was chosen by the Re Republicans and tried to refute these claims. I wasn't surprised by that. Mm -hmm. But um, there were some tense moments because the Republicans repeatedly keep trying to um, interrupt the proceedings. So that was kind of terrible. But um, Jerry Nadler held his own and our Democrats <laughs> held their own. And those three professors that were giving us that history lesson made it very clear mm -hmm. what impeachable offenses were. And I think we all needed to hear that. Yeah. And I'm sure it was, of course, very exciting for many reasons to be there. But I mean, ultimately, you and all of our members from GAG who were able to go that day are really were able to be present for a moment in history. Yeah, really. So, and it felt that way, too, when yeah. we got in the room. Yeah, I'm sure there was a great energy about it. But let's it. spend a few minutes talking about these two bills that Massacre Mitch refuses to bring. They were mm -hmm. both voted on and, and passed in the House in February, H.R. 8 and H.R. Um, 11.12. So what are those about? Yeah, certainly. So, of course, we want to make sure that our listeners are also in tune with what these would actually cover. So in terms of H.R. 8, H.R. Uh, 8 is really about background checks. Current law requires federally licensed firearms dealers to request background checks on buyers for most 
sales of firearms. H.R. 8 would require all sellers of firearms to request such checks, except in certain cases, such as to law enforcement agencies uh, for officer for, offic- for official duties. I see. So currently, private sellers don't have to request a background check, right? Um, H.R. 8 would change that and require even private sellers to do a background check. That would be amazing. Yes, exactly. That one simple change could make a big difference in keeping guns out of the wrong hands. H.R. 1112 extends the background check waiting period. Background checks go through the FBI. If the FBI does not confirm a buyer's eligibility within three business days, the dealer may proceed with the sale. H.R. 1112 would increase the minimum waiting period to 10 business days. Oh, my gosh. Wouldn't that be fabulous? I mean, three days hardly seems long enough to do anything. Let's be clear, though. If nothing comes back in the background check after 10 days, the seller can proceed, correct? Yes. Unfortunately, that is the case. 10 is better than three, but I'd like to see 30. It also doesn't make sense to me that the sale would proceed without Mm -hmm. a clearance in a background check. It seems to me like it should be the other way around, but I guess that's a different bill. (laughs) Right, exactly. And I feel like that's part of the reason why we all continue to engage in this work. It's about making sure that we're not only trying to prevent gun violence very broadly, but are also really taking a almost like magnifying glass to current laws to find those loopholes that we always talk about and shut them to make sure that we're covering all of our bases. Absolutely. And it it just surprises me that even that gun owners would object to that. If you're a law abiding citizen and you want to uh, extend what they think is their constitutional right to bear arms, they should have no objection to safety and gun law and uh, background checks being attached to Mm -hmm. that. I don't I don't understand it. Yeah, certainly. Some of it seems like it should be common sense, but for some reason, it's just not. You know, it's worth it to mention that today, this afternoon, on the way out of work, we got got notified that a school in New Jersey was in lockdown. As a matter of fact, all the schools in that area in Jersey City are in lockdown. And one of our gaggers, Mm -hmm. who is a nurse at one of those schools, has been in lockdown all afternoon. So, Melissa, Mm -hmm. we're thinking about you, and we hope all goes well. Last I spoke to her, the shooting had stopped. The kids are panicked. The parents oh, sure. are coming to pick them up. And it's it's a terrible, yet another school shooting. Unbelievable. Yeah, it really, really is. So how do you get more involved with Gays Against Guns? Well, Kathy, since you asked, <laughs> the best way to get involved is, of course, by coming to a meeting. Here in New York, we meet every other Thursday at 7 p.m. in Manhattan at the LGBT Center on 13th Street. Our next meeting just so happens to be our holiday party. Yay. Yeah. So we're going to have lots of fun, and we will be at Henrietta Hudson from 6 to 9 p.m. that evening. Please bring a dish to share because we're doing potluck format. We will still be planning all kinds of great actions and protests, so there'll be plenty of actions to sign up for and get involved. So we really, really encourage you to join us, even if it's your first meeting. What better time to join us than for our festive holiday party? Absolutely. Everyone is more than welcome at any and all gag events. And remember, we always encourage everyone to get involved in any way that you can. Upcoming gag actions will be this week on Friday. We will be uh, at the gun violence vigil. 
uh, at Rutgers Presbyterian Church on West 73rd Street in New York City. Our sister group, Sing Out Louise, will be singing all over New York this weekend with their fabulous Mm -hmm. holiday collection of snark and (laughs) protest. Yeah. Check out Facebook and uh, all social media for their locations. I believe Sunday they'll be in Washington Square Park 12 to 2. Yep. Not sure of Saturday's location. Mm -hmm. But if not, definitely catch them on Sunday. Definitely. And you know, Gad gets involved in a lot of things. Mm -hmm. We are constantly coming up with new ways to bring to light the epidemic that is gun violence in America. It's really worth joining us mm-hmm. and uh, coming and bringing a little street theater to this issue, making people who don't normally uh-huh. think about gun violence think about it. Yeah, totally. And to that end as well, I mean, we do everything that we can to keep all of our engaged and active viewership and membership uh, involved with the work that we're doing. So especially if you're maybe not based in New York or can't come to one of our meetings or actions in person, there's still plenty of ways to get involved. I mean, one of the easiest, of course, is to get involved with us on social media. Absolutely. So to find out more about what we're working on or working with us, please make sure that you go to the gazeagainstguns.net or follow us at Gays Against Guns New York on Facebook and Instagram or Gag No Guns on Twitter. Also be sure to check out our website, of course, to learn more about our other gag chapters located all nationwide in L.A., D.C., Chicago, San Francisco, and, of course, our main chapter that came down with us for our D.C. actions, Provincetown. Provincetown. (laughs) So look out for a gag chapter near you to get more involved. And if you have any questions about what we talked about today or anything about gag, please send us a note in Facebook. We will answer you. Another way to get involved, let's remind folks about becoming a WBAI buddy. A buddy is someone who keeps this unique volunteer-run radio show going by signing up to give a small donation every month. If everyone chips in a small amount, it'll keep the lights on here at WBAI and allow us to bring you this show every week. Just go to WBAI.org or call 516-620-3602 and become a BAI buddy in the name of Radio Gag. Um, if there's any... Um, you know, we'll give you a button if you, we'll send you a button, we'll send you, uh, some books that are donated to us, um, anything like that when you sign up to be a Radio Gag buddy. Also, speaking of merchandise, Radio Gag, um, Gaze Against Guns has all kinds of fun stuff on our Etsy site. Oh, yeah. And we just rolled out some brand new items just in time for the holiday season. I'm telling you, even a fanny yeah. pack. I'm so excited. Yeah, pillows. I found out that they're reversible, too. Yes. So that's even more incredible. And a coffee mug. Mm-hmm. I need a coffee mug. So make sure that you're definitely checking out our website, our Etsy page for all of that merch. And just to close out our show here, as we always like to do, we want to finish out with our Hell Yeahs. And through this, we celebrate some of our favorite sheroes and heroes of the past week. First and foremost, today's Hell Yeah, to start us off, goes to our team that went to D.C. last week. And for the fabulous video that our wonderful Paul Rowley put together documenting all of our activities. Hell Yeah! yeah. And hell yeah to our sister group. I'm sorry. (laughs) Hell yeah to HR8 and 1112. Hell Hell yeah. yeah. 
another hell yeah for our sister group, Sing Out Louise. Oh, hell, hell yeah. yeah. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next Tuesday and every Tuesday at 6.30 p.m. Don't forget, you can listen to our previous shows anytime on WBAI's website or at gazeagainstguns.net. We leave you, as always, with a song from our sister's singing queer quartet, Sing Out Louise. Thanks, everyone. Take me out at the ball game. Shoot me down at the bar. Come to the movies and watch us fall. Come to church, come to school, kill us all. Go on block, block, block any gun laws. Sell your soul, have no shame. Yes, it's one, two, three strikes. We lose at the old gun game.